0: Welcome to Delicious Magazine's Extra Portion with more from the July Italian Special sponsored by Sackler. This week we've got more from Giorgio Locatelli on Brexit and the future of Italian food in the UK and how his immigrant food grew up to become Britain's best-loved cuisine.
1: The story of the Italian cuisine is a little bit like a Cinderella, isn't it? And, uh, and it's lying down there, waiting underneath the French you know, with their great uh, sort of the haute cuisine, then, you know, certify and quantify a recipe and develop and distribute it all over the world. So a peach melba will be the same in Tokyo, New York yeah. and Paris. And that was a great moment, you know, it was a great moment for chefs because, you know, if you tell everybody to go that way, then everybody just drives that way. But if they go like, oh, uh, we go uh, roughly that way, then you lose energy. And so they were very, very good at that. And Italian cuisine for its diversity and its uh, representation through a different type of immigration. So a lot of the Italian cuisine is born of the people that went out of Italy doing this, and then they say, "Oh, let's! I'm a good builder. I'll build a restaurant, and then my wife cooks on it." Yeah. So it wasn't like a little bit less, uh, you know, sort of adventurous as 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 a, 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 a business. But that brought that sense of locality and that sense of, you know, like, comp- companelismo, what we have all the time in Italy, we kind of like, we believe that what we do is better than what they do. Easy. Every In food especially, everybody's right. And, you know, you're talking to three people, three different people. My, my mom does it like that, my mom. everybody's the right one. And so, this is something that has kept Italian cuisine down. But now, first for the access to fantastic ingre- ingredients, and, you know, now we are talking about Brexit, but, you know, like, five years ago, we were talking about closing towards Europe and I witnessed this in London, I mean the difficulties to get Italian ingredients when I started mm. it was incredible, yeah. now I can get anything I want, I can get it before the people in Italy sometimes. Will you As get long it, long I
0: mean we don't know but do you imagine that you'll be able to get hold of the, the ingredients that you need after
1: Brexit? I think some of the ingredients will be able, yeah, some dry ingredients like lentils, I'm sure that will be But some of the fresh ingredients will be some problem I'm sure.
0: It's, it's hugely important you know the food industry in London alone is the biggest employer, Sadiq Khan says in the whole capital. That's right. And if Brexit means that you can't have access to the total quality of of those ingredients, that's gonna affect a lot of people. You yeah. know you
1: can You know right? a lot of the ignorant people sort of say oh European with their laws and everything. But the the you know the the European law then have allowed this free flow of goods between you Know states has changed the way we co- see food completely, okay. you know, and to everyone's benefit, and yeah. And this is something that you know, I don't know what's going to happen now. This is this is we don't, we really don't know, mm. we really don't know if there'll be an extra taxation, it will be diesel, whatever is going to be. How are we going to judge now? Everything that we bring in has got. European stamp so we know we can buy it. No, we. so what's going to happen when we're not anymore in the European community are we going to approve all their quali- I don't know the quality control and, and, and things I don't know how is it going to work it's
0: a, it's a really big issue and of course the other big issue at the moment is immigration and you know the fabulous diversity of British food uh, it, particularly in London blue, blue is classic. all yeah. I mean Italian food I mean, is that. immigrant food
1: do you remember when, when when people thought like you go to London but you, you know, it's going to be beautiful but don't think about eating anything And now you eat in London much better than you eat in Paris. Of course, if you want to have a three mission star dinner, then you still go to Paris. That's the best. But if you want to have Chinese, Indian, Japanese, Italian, at their best.
0: Middle Eastern.
1: Middle Eastern. You come to London because you ain't got known of that down there. Paris hasn't hasn't got a fantastic quality, but, you know, it's only one thing. You know, we have, we are so wide and, you know, this is something that has been such a, almost a revolution, you know, slowly, slowly happens. And, you know, and now we, <laughs> I don't know, how we're going to do with the stuff. I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. This And this is what's more frustrating as well is just this idea that nobody knows. Whenever you talk to somebody, nobody knows what's going to happen. Mm. And, you know, but yeah. I'm sure then, you know, Italy will fight a lot because we had a very special relationship with Italy. As a country and importing food and and you know I'm sure we we will work together you know it would be impossible not to.
0: Can you get the quality here? Can can the kind of food? I mean, I'm thinking just think about asparagus. You must have asparagus Mm. on the menu at the moment. British asparagus,
1: pretty good. Is one British and one Italian. Okay. So I use some whites because we use we use a few things from the. Italian market as well. I mean, our fish and our meat is all British. All of it. And obviously, what, the cured meat, the cheeses, and some of the vegetable, because the season is a little bit in, for woods. So, like, we start with the Italian broad beans, but we finish with English broad beans now, so it's just changes like that. And,
0: and that is how it works for, for most of the restaurants, doesn't it? As soon as we stop producing, well, the good restaurants. No.
1: The, <laughs> good, the good, the, the good restaurants. The restaurants restaurants. just got freezers. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm just thinking of, of, of Borough Market, for example. They will sell food from Sicily through the times when it can't be produced here, then into Italy, then into the rest of Europe, yeah, and yeah. then
1: Britain. And then the British season, which is the last one, you know, to come, which is very, very good. But, you know, the idea is that, you know, as well, the import of these ingredients has raised also the demand and also the quality that can be produced in England. A lot of people brings much better stuff from the countryside into London at the moment because the leader, because we were led by the example of, of those of those imported stuff. So it's a very it's important. It's a
0: fantastic thing. story um, of leadership, isn't it? You know, the the immigrants came making their food from home. Yeah, and it, and food is about identity and a sense of home, isn't it? So the immigrants came to Britain with their with their sense of home, gave it to us, it raised our game. Made us want to taste different stuff and have a better expectation of food, then we start growing stuff to feed ourselves and to 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 create a new market. I mean, it's a win-win, isn't
1: it? its and you know, it's incredible how modern Britain has had this sort of much open palate than any other European. They were more ready to to taste things to have this kind of influence. And, you know, I've been a judge on this TV cookery program. And we went to the house of people. And uh, it was incredible because, like, people cooked caries. People cooked Thai food. People cooked Japanese food, Italian food. And then, you know, there was some British stuff as well. But those food are, are not seen as exotic. They're seen as part of their culture. This is something you that you don't have. The guys from the north of Italy think that the guys of the south of Italy eat bad and, the s- and vice versa. Yeah, and that you know hasn't changed, not it? And <laughs> it's still <laughs> the same, you know, they think like, oh no, those guys, don't know no, nothing about. But well, the English have, have this capacity and this is going to give us a very eclectic sort of feeling and a very, uh, an advantage over other country when it comes to new things and interpreting things and, and you know, and look, all the best chefs in the world now, all they want to do is to come to London to open a restaurant. When before, nobody wanted to come to London to do a restaurant. It was not like something that you, you didn't come to, to come to do other things not to open a restaurant. So, but well, you know, this is, in, is, is an increase and we have to capitalize on that. And how do you capitalize is by Teaching people, showing people and make them taste the right things and make them taste what's good and it, it's, it's, I mean obviously for me is education in school becomes a very important thing at the moment. I feel that the kids should be teach what to eat. They should be aware because everybody's got different standards, and different family. I think the school should give them a base and make the people understand what is an healthy and good diet.
0: Thanks for listening to Delicious Magazine's Extra Portion. Next week, we've got more from the award-winning cheese and bread makers at the world's most successful drug rehab, San Patriman. To make sure you don't miss any of our podcasts, go to deliciousmagazine.co.uk and click on any of the podcasts to find the subscription button. See you next week.